Manny Pinheiro, uh, CEO, founder, president of Making Time Count. How did growing up in the Bronx shape your life? Well, you know, Michael, I'll tell you, um, the, the the city environment is is pretty crazy at times, right? But I, I like to consider myself a poster child for resilience. Uh, it's something that uh, was kind of nurtured in me from very young, uh, how to get around the city, how to kind of deter danger, so to speak. Uh, but out of everything, I think the sense of uh, understanding the power of community was something that really uh, was emphasized growing up in the city. Um, it's uh, it's different, right? It's a different environment. Um, if you've ever been to New York, it's just loud and a whole lot of people just scrambling all over the place. Uh, so I think it, it it really started to change me as I got older to understanding the solace and the peace that comes with, uh, with sometimes that you need in life. So I, I definitely think that that's something I was always looking for is a little bit more, less traffic, so to speak, uh, a little less noise. Uh, and I talked about that um, extensively in uh, in that short um, video I did. Uh, but I'll tell you, it was it was a real that was real world advice that I gave myself is that I needed to find a way to to find out who I was. And, and it kind of helped shape the person I wanted to be. So, like you said, the Bronx and uh, New York City in general is very loud. So oh, yeah. then then you went kind of opposite. Uh, can you tell me about your military journey? Oh man, that that was another embarkment. You know, I initially joined uh, the military, and I was actually going seeking the the Marines. Um, but my journey actually started in 1988. You know, I ended up being an airman in the Air Force. Um, countless assignments, you know, spanning from Oklahoma, Texas, Japan, Alaska, Germany, and it culminated at the Pentagon. Um, but I've also been deployed, right? So I've had my share of deployments uh, supporting. Operations Desert Shield, Desert Storm, uh, Enduring Freedom, Enduring um, Iraqi Freedom, excuse me. And, you know, so I had a lot of movements throughout my journey and and jobs wise. I, I used to think that I was the guy who couldn't keep a job because I was always trying to find uh, some other things that were challenging. And, and when I became a first sergeant, that was probably the, the what I consider the pinnacle of of my my job hunt, my search. Uh I ended up culminating my career um, as the first sergeant special duty manager, which is pretty much the highest uh, ranking first sergeant in the Air Force. Uh, I was the first sergeant for the Air Force. So my boss and the folks that I worked around with was uh, the uh, chief master sergeant Air Force um, and the chief of staff and, of course, the secretary. So I, you know, those are the times where I, I look back on my own career and I think, how the hell did you get here? You know, like, and you said it best coming from the Bronx, right? What, what, what door opened that opportunity? And, and I, and I owe it all to just, uh, you know, chasing more, right? Always, always uh, hunting what's best out of myself. And, uh, and, the, and then of course, hearing the opportunities, you know, I, I always say opportunities like a, someone knocking on the door. I just didn't shy away from every from opportunities. So I took them and I tried to make sure I can uh, leave the job better than I found it. And, and that was something that was uh, that that kind of helped me process the military career. You know, I ended up totaling over 32 years uh, and, and, you know, in service to our nation. I would have never in my wildest dreams thought that I would spend that much time in the military. But but it taught me a lot about who I was as a person and who I who I still try to be uh, in service. So I, I'm blessed in that capacity. 
what have you learned from other military members you've worked with? I'll tell you, um, what a great question, Michael. Um, I think the agility, right? The the fact that everyone comes from different environments throughout the world, um, but they all have a sense of of character. Um, and, and those things, you know, you try to nurture yourself by surrounding yourself with as much good and positive vibes as possible. You know, adaptability is something that I, I'll take, a, I took away and, and still take away. You know, the I think that the source of our agility in the military is the people uh, because they come from all fabrics of life. And I think that's something that always um, helped me reinforce uh, my resilience, right? Hearing their stories, both mental and physical resiliency stories. Um, but I think out of everything that I can think about what I, that I probably took away that was probably garnered the most important was probably the perseverance of so many people. Uh, you know, they, again, from all walks of life uh, and, and you think about what it took for them to actually be here, right? Supporting uh, an armed forces or our nation. And this is not particularly to the Air Force. This is, you know, global. Our armed forces make up probably the best uh, of what our society offers because it's all selfless service. Uh, so it's a volunteer um, and, and these folks give it, uh, they make their mind up when they join to do and be better than they were. How was the transition back to civilian life? Oh, that, that was tough. Uh, you know, you spend three decades of your life or, you know, childhood life um, serving and all of a sudden it ends. Um, so, you know, I, as military service ended, I, I started thinking, well, I knew what I wanted to do and I truly needed to continue fulfilling my purpose to serve. So it, it kind of helped me. And one day I'll tell you, I was sitting around uh, the kitchen island with my son, my middle son, Christian, and he was asking me simply the same question you just asked me, dad, what's next? And, and he always, you know, I talked about, you know, maybe putting some words on paper or journaling enough that I can probably tell my story. And then he, he said, well, what about your, your brand? You know, your, your making time count. Is there something that you thought about doing with that? And I said, well, you know what, it's funny that you think about that, but maybe I, maybe I can offer an opportunity for, to remind folks how important that is. And before you know it, I mean, you know, it was, uh, you know, for as long as I can remember, that was what I believed in, right? I recited that that phrase of don't count time and make time count so much throughout my career that it would, the branding part was already established. It was already too easy. So I just said, you know what? Um, let's uh, let's think about that as my philosophy. And and before you know it, you know, uh, a couple of couple of months into it, I uh, started just thinking it through. You know, what exactly do I want to share? What exactly is my mission? What would I want to take uh, take away from it? And what can I provide in service? Um, so I, I think all of those factors played a, a huge role into getting me to this, this space. It was really my fulfilling my own purpose, you know, what I wanted to do. And after spending so much time serving, I just knew that it was something I needed to continue to do. And I actually had that phrase on my coin and it became part of my, my personal mantra, really. And, and that actually was the platform that escalated to, to where we're at today. It, it's just the craziest thing. Yeah. Can you tell me about the organization? Oh, yeah. Well, definitely. Sure. Uh, I'll share. So I'm kind of a, a bit of a one man band, uh, <laughs> you know, but I have access to a great team. Uh, that I collaborate with. So it makes it that much more, uh, that much more fun. You know, and collectively, I think we all, we keep a full focus uh, on the broader, 
the broader audience, you know, so we want to make sure that they understand, fully understand what the power behind making time count really is. Um, you know, it's all, and it's not just the one person, right? It's organizations. Um, and, and it's one person at a time, kind of an organization at a time mentality. So I try to direct the, the whatever it is that they're looking for towards something that I can actually help them with, uh, because it's all different, right? Everybody has their own kind of pulse of what they think time management is. I actually never believed in time management. Is that crazy? I used to yeah. think that people just mismanaged their time uh, and, or took on more than they needed to do. So I always say, well, if you dedicate to one purpose and one solid thing, then that should be the one thing that you see through. And, and that started to kind of help people pretty much understand their follow through and what was important in their lives. And, and as I started having these conversations, I realized that a lot of folks were taking time for granted. You know, they were talking about things like they wanted to do in 10 years when they could probably start now. Uh, and and I, so I, I valued the opportunity to attack life at its at its rawest moment. Like, if this is something that you want to do, then what's stopping you from doing it right now? Uh, and, and I and I, I saw so many folks that were uh, misguided by the busy word, right? I'm too busy. And I, and I just, I never owned that. I, uh, you know, life is busy, right? I wake up in the morning, the birds are busy, right? Everybody's busy. <laughs> but I, I always try to make it a point to, to have some access and a little bit of control on my time. My, you know, it's because it's something, again, that you don't get back, you know, and, and if you really embrace it, then you really have a better understanding of how important it really is. What is your philosophy for making time count? Oh, man, Michael, you're killing me with these great questions. Uh, I, it's simple. For me, it's really simple. Um, you know, time shouldn't be wasted, right? Uh, we, we should try and do our best to live our lives uh, to the fullest. I mean, this is all you got. So I said, you know, my purpose is, is, is pretty much to have the right interaction, you know, with human involvement uh, in order to support meaningful and impactful uh, change. You know, so if you're doing something and, and and you seem to be more stressed about the things that you're doing, maybe there's a little room to maneuver a change, a change behavior, right? Um, so I always tell folks my goal is probably is to elevate the employee experience. You know, make make sure people understand why they're doing the job they're doing, you know? And it takes a while. You know, I, I don't I don't think that anyone wakes up and says, this is the job I'm gonna have for the rest of my life. Uh, yeah. I, but, I, but, I, but I think that a lot of folks don't really know their purpose. So they, they kind of take these jobs to try to mitigate um, what they, what you know, kind of sustain the, the norms, right? A mortgage, kids in school, you know, there's a, there's a lifeline of things that people do sometimes in order just to, just to get by, but they don't really fulfill their purpose at the end. Uh, you know, I, look, you're a perfect example of this, this, this type of person, right? Someone who was doing something for so many years yeah. and found their niche in this, right? This, this platform that I, that I am so caught up with just because of the content that you, that you put out there. But right now, I think, uh, you know, I, I would say that um, delivering positive outcomes uh, for organizations that, for the people that serve these organizations, and of course, uh, with an overall mission, right? My overall mission and philosophy for this whole uh, platform is to make every moment of someone's journey worth it. Like, if you're, if this is the job that you chose to do, let's talk about how we can make that better. 
because you know if your work is good then how do you make your life great so that your life at work is even better you know what i mean what are some of the programs making time counts offers well uh officially uh making time count focuses on a variety of programs right um team experiences, executive coaching, consulting. I, I do a lot of keynote speaking. So, you know, people who actually ask me to come out and for different events and things of that nature. Uh, but what I love most out of everything that I do is probably the giving back piece, uh, you know, uh, and which I can probably shed more on that because it's probably its own topic in itself. But, uh, you know, we, we my, it's my team and I, we purposely help individuals uh, and organizations maximize their time. Um, you know, everything we do is probably is, is pretty much customized to the client. So that that helps bridge a different type of opportunity, right? This is not like a cut a cookie cutter approach. Um, whatever the client's needs are is what we focus on trying to help them uh, with their outputs. Um, sometimes it's the people, right? Maybe uh, maybe their bottom line is not at, at, at where they think it needs to be. Um, but I'll tell you, that the, the the very um, middle stage of COVID, uh, we were dealing with so much in corporate America. You know, you had uh, parents or even single moms and dads who were dealing with this whole platform and this new pandemic. Uh, but I think a lot of corporate agencies just totally forgot that these were people, right, dealing with life. And uh, so sometimes that was something that that the organization struggled with. They just forgot that their primary resource was their people. Um, and, you know, and if a good C-suite senior director happened to reach out, um, you know, I sat down with them first to figure out the what was the baseline for, for what was going on around them and what they, what they felt was the problem. Sometimes they were the problem. Uh, you know, so, and unfortunately, you know, you don't walk around with a mirror, but, when I can walk around and talk to some of the folks uh, or even have a forum with them, you can pretty much know what was what was the gear for the disgruntledness that they had. Um, you know, they called it the great resignation for a reason. Yeah. And I think a lot of people just didn't understand that you got to take care of your people. And, uh, and, and when you do it, uh, your people will take care of the organization. So that that was it, it was probably the best reminder for folks to understand that this is about humanizing uh our folks, right? Making sure that people understand that they are they're needed, but that they're they're acknowledged. Um, that sometimes that just goes second nature because you know, again, they're just going to do the job because uh, that's the job. But you won't get the best out of them for the job. They're just going to show up, do their part, and walk away. And uh, and I always believe that you know, if you take care of your people, they're going to bring you the best because they know that you have their back. So that was something that I, I, I try to tend to focus when it comes to the give back piece as well, is making sure that you're giving uh, an opportunity for your people to, to have a voice and to feel like they, uh, they matter. Everything else is too easy. You're absolutely right. Because when I worked for really large companies, the, the thing that motivated me the most and made me feel the best is just you know, compliments, you're doing great. And, you know, just those small personal touches. Oh yeah. Rewards are huge and they, and they don't have to have monetary, you know, pieces to it. They don't even have to have a trophy at the, at the, you know, the end of the Q1, two, three or four. It's really just acknowledging the fact that they're appreciated. 
you know, I'm fortunate. I work with a variety of customers, um, both in private, federal, and uh, and the military community as well. Uh, because I had such a platform, I was still able to get out to those communities and and, and kind of reinforce that it's no change in the corporate world. You know, it's really about humanizing people, making sure that they feel that they're uh, warranted and that they that they you know they're acknowledged. And and so no, it, I saw such a great um, bookend to the journey because you know at one point I was in the military and I saw what it was like to have uh, a disgruntled team, um, to have a leader or you know in, in military sense a commander who didn't fully under embrace and understand what his people needed. Um, and then when I stepped away and transitioned outside of the military, I realized that corporate America is the same exact way, you know? So it, it was interesting that, um, that, that I found such a seamless transition in that area because my job in the military was that, right? Recognizing some of the limiting factors that was gauging your people to be the best version of themselves and then doing something about it. So it was it was just now, you know, you can take the advice and hopefully it works uh, or you can just, you know, watch yourself fall into some some huge hole <laughs> and then try to find someone to, to, to help you help you get out of it. You know, so I, I'm a fan of the lift as you climb mentality. Um, so I was always uh, engaged because I look back at my own career and I didn't get here by myself. You know, I had yeah. a lot of folks who. Who, who took time, right? Um, again, magical word, and invested in me. Uh, and they saw the potential and they just, you know, they fed it. I, I always say it was like working in Frankenstein's lab. You know, they, <laughs> they, they, they saw that I needed a nut, a bolt. You know, they, they shaped me up. They kind of put me back into the sense of uh, where I needed to be for the organization and to thrive. And, and then it was up to me now. So I, I now look at myself as, you know, Dr. Frankenstein creating more monsters. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm out there trying to find the right bolts and, the, and, you know, and I'd rather have a monster that's loved than someone who's going to ravage the village, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> that's a good analogy. <laughs> so what motivates you? Oh, man, well, look, I didn't share this, but I woke up this morning. So I'll tell you everything else after that is extra. Uh, you know, life, life motivates me. Um, people, you know, the people and their amazing stories, people that you actually highlight in your stories, you know, those things uh, are so impactful because, you know, those people that are doing these amazing things, um, they probably wouldn't get the recognition or even be seen for what they're doing uh, but you provided them a platform so that people could understand their impact, especially in service to a community. So, so I look at people and, you know, their amazing stories. You know, I look at my own inner circle, right? My team, uh, they provide me personal reflections every day, you know, of what they've been through. So I, I own those things, right? Their persistence, uh, you know, what, what's, what drove them to be in this space, right? What drives them to even be part of this making time count, you know, platform. Uh, those things are so important. You know, that, that that persistence to grasp all that life has to offer, that that's something that is so powerful. Uh, you know, it, I'd rather wake up knowing that I have the whole day in front of me to 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 change behavior, uh, and then to absorb it as well, right? So I I I tell folks I walk around with a with a dry sponge, and then I try to 
wet wet it as much as possible, right? Absorb as you want. Yeah. Uh, because eventually I got to rinse it. So if I, if I get it and I absorb it, then I'm going to rinse it. And if it's all positive, then I'm going to rinse it, you know? Yeah. So, so I think that plays into, uh, the, the, the kind of motivation that I think everyone needs, um, you know, countless stories that are, that are, that are inspiring. Um, you know, I, I, I live on this, this platform of chasing more, right? Making time count in order to chase more, because I think, we all have an opportunity for more, um, but we really got to just set our sights on it and then just go after it. Uh, that's the that's the best part about living fully and, and enjoying the, the 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 things that come with with all the the nurturement and all the all the fulfillment of life. You know, shortchanging yourself and living with regrets, and you know. I wish I had a DeLorean that I can get back into, right? <laughs> and, and go back in time and try to change, you know, what what my my 20 year old self would have done or said, you know, I hear that question a lot, right? I, I sit on panels or or someone will say, hey, what would you tell your your 20 year self? You know, what kind of advice would you give? And I, I got to tell you that everything that I've learned and still learn um, about is, is part of growth and development. You know, I, I'm here because of the mistakes that I made. Um, right. I'm here because of the failures that I've had. Uh, and, and so I've made it a point to rebound, right? Get back in the fight, uh, get back in the game, so to speak. I like a lot of people like to use the analogy of the, the arena, right? Get back in the arena. I think the arena is a scary place. I don't, you know, I, it, it's uh, because I think even in that space, you're still trying to fulfill someone else's uh, enjoyment, right? Uh, you know, you sit yourself and you and you think about it. I'm in the arena, but everyone in the Coliseum is clapping because they're waiting for an opportunity because they're judging, right? They're yeah. judging what you think is going to happen. I, I'm a, I'd rather take my falls, you know, kind of dust off. Uh, I used to tell people they have a CVS and a Walgreens all over the place. So I can get Neosporin and, and, and get back <laughs> in the game, you know? So I, I, I try to tend to think that, uh, you know, judgment is a, is a very dark place at, at times and people will try to find, um, you know, your weakest link, right. To try to, give a hole, but I, I'm fast to identify that. And, and, you know, sometimes throughout my life, I wasn't, but I learned from that. And, and again, that's part of the growth that we are able to achieve. Um, but I, I'll tell you that it's the stories, the, the amazing people um, and, and just the countless of, of just, um, it's just, there's so many that make you think about, man, what, what motivated them, you know? And, and I, it, it's a continuous cycle for me. It just keeps me inspired. And, you know, I, I, I use it as, as a gauge to continue doing the best that I can. Yeah. How does it feel for you personally to help impact people's lives? Oh, man. Um, wow. Fulfilled. At times, uh, rewarded, right? They listened, right? Uh, sometimes it's hard to really know if anyone is really listening to what you're saying. Um, but, I, you know, like anyone, you feel valued. Right. Um, you're you're kind of like the mentor and they tell you uh, or, you know, in the military sense, when you knew them as a young airman and now they're, you know, a, a, a chief master sergeant, you know, and they say, I would not have been here if it wasn't for you. And then I have to flip it back on them and say, no, you did the work. I just happened to try to maneuver you the right way. But, I, you know, it makes me feel appreciated. Um, but I think, uh, you know, even honored at times. But I'll share that probably the most uh the most important thing that I take away from that is probably humbled. I'm just humbled that 
you know, I, they, they trusted me to provide them sound judgment um, and work them through it. I've always looked at everyone's issues and, and what they've dealt with as a fragment of their lives, right? We, and I mentioned earlier, we all have this journey that we've been on. Um, and we've all been through, you know, the, 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 the nook and crannies, right? The Thomas's English muffins of life. Um, but I always tend to lean on those things that have kept you in the fight, right? Uh, because everyone can give up on anything yeah. that they, they, you know, that's, that's easy, right? To say that you don't want to do something, it's really easy. It's the work that goes into seeing it through and fulfilling what it, your goals or what you think your goal needs to be, you know? Uh, I, I just, I, I truly believe in the power of, of mind, mindfulness. You know, I think if you plug away at and think about the things that you think are important and, and they, and you're passionate about it and they're driving your purpose and go after it. You know, if, if it's not what it's supposed to be, then get, get, find something else. You know, uh, life doesn't stop because you decide to do something else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. No, it, <laughs> if if I had one one problem and stopped, I would have stopped years yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, look, I, I'd be in some corner in my house, you know, weeping. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you want to see making time count in the next three to five years? Oh man, wow. Uh, you know, I, I I'm a day-to-day kind of guy, right? I live for the for the moment. Um, but if I had an opportunity, I'd probably like to be the I like making time count, the, the statement alone, to probably be the first thing you think about in the morning. Like, how, well, how am I making my day count, right? And then, you know, thinking about seeking, when you're thinking about seeking change in your life, maybe that's the first thing you think about. How, how am I, how's my time being utilized? Um, I like to also probably position myself in, in, in probably into some organizations that are dealing with self-care and wellness. Uh, you know, I, I tend to lean towards a lot of those transitional you know, military veteran kind of proposals. When they come in my lap, I, I always think about the service that, that our military men and women provide um, unselfishly. And, and then, okay, so now that that's done, how are we really taking care of them? So I, I'd, write, I'd like to probably see more of the mantra and the brand fuse into more of a self-care and wellness kind of at, uh, platform. Uh, I, 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 I truly believe that you know when you incorporate time and worth uh into a daily kind of habitual stage you'll start to realize how important self-care and wellness really is uh, and i found out you know difficult right you go through three decades of a military career and you don't realize how hard it really is to transition out of that environment um most of the veterans that i speak to all are on the same page we really focus on a lot of things like resume writing and maybe an opportunity for the next job. But, you know, when you spend 20, 20 years, I, I even say eight years, I even say four years, anytime you're in a military setting, uh, it's, it becomes a different type of entity. And so I, I, I try to focus now when I talk to folks about transitioning them emotionally, uh, because it is a different stage of a career and a life when you go from, you know, wearing a uniform and feeling like you belong to all of a sudden you're on kind of you're on your own and you have to figure it out. So I don't think we do a really good job of, of transitioning our veterans in a, in a, in a, in the best way possible. Um, I think we we're trying, we're trying to, but we reevaluate some of the objectives that we've placed on, on our society 
without really humanizing them, right? It's that, that magical word about humanizing again. Yeah. So those things, those things for me are very important. And I, I think I, as a society, I think we're better than that. You know, I think our folks deserve the very best that we're able to give them, but we have to really be able to set that stage for them to, to have a better understanding of what's important. When I was doing my research uh, about you, I saw uh, the amazing work you do with uh, several nonprofits. Can oh, you yeah. tell me about those? Oh man, I'll tell you, uh, probably the, the, that's the, the honey on the, on the drip, right? Um, <laughs> the, this, the give back part that I talked to you earlier about, uh, we, that we spoke earlier about. So I'm fortunate, um, right after my transition out of the military, uh, I was appointed, uh, POTUS appointed, which I, I, to this day, if I tell you the story, you would probably fall out your chair because when I uh, received the notification, I thought it was a, a scam, you know, like I'm like, you're kidding me, right? You know, like who does that? Uh, this guy, this can't be true, you know? But uh, so I was fortunate. I am so humbled and honored uh, to be on the board of governors for uh, the USO. Um, so that that's a, a huge platform, which attributes to all our services, right? Our armed services. So, you know, I, uh, we, we got a great president, a great chair, um, a chairman, uh, General Casey, uh, retired General Casey, who has oversight over the board, of course, uh, the executive committee. And all we do literally is set up opportunities to take care of our military veterans, you know, um, and their families, you know, deployments, you know, who can speak better than, the, than to someone who actually has been deployed. So right. I get to utilize an opportunity with my own background uh, for decisions on how best to support them. And so that's one of the greatest uh, pieces to this whole um, thrive, this whole life of, of giving back. Um, I'm also, uh, you know, I, my charities are, you know, they're just amazing, right? Uh, one of them is Canines uh, uh, for Warriors. Um, that that in itself is an um, is an amazing um, platform for an organization, especially a nonprofit organization. You know, they they uh, they provide highly trained service dogs to our military veterans who are, who suffer from PTSD, uh, TBIs, uh, and even sexual trauma. So that that in itself is such a a, a passion of mine in, in valuing that type of uh, of nonprofit organization and then supporting them as well, and and you know probably the, the the pinnacle one that I like to always kind of put put out there on the force, especially from New York, right? Being from New York, uh, one of my charities is a is the First Responders Children's Foundation. Uh, you know they they do such great work. Organization kind of kicked off right after 9/11. Uh, when, when, you know, we had all these kids with, uh, you know, with first responders who were hurt or, or just, you know, unfortunately we lost them to, to the tragedy. Um, but that organization is amazing. It's led by, uh, Jillian Crane. Uh, she's kind of the, the lead for all the things that they do in support of, um, uh, the children and the families of first responders, basically, you know, the heroes that serve our communities. So, so I, I'd like to say that, um, these organizations align with my passions, right? And my values, um, you know, things like courage, oh my God, uh, the diversity, the compassion that it takes to actually be part of these organizations. But, but probably most importantly, the service, just the service that they provide, right? It's a cause bigger than myself, right? And it's, and it's exactly why I was honored to be on this, you know, this, uh, this launching pad. Uh, you know, your podcast is based around uh, not just making time count, but it's a content with a cause, 
You know, I love the fact that you put folks on this map, right? Uh, on this journey, so to speak, so that other people can understand their commitment to service and the fact that they are doing it because there's content with a cause. Uh, I, I, Michael, I gotta tell you that is such a powerful statement, a powerful mantra, uh, because that's all we really want from anyone that's 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 living, right? Is that they provide some type of entity that that gives opportunity for someone else to feel like they matter. Uh, and that by itself is so enriching. So thank you. Thank you for that. Well, thank you. No, that that means a lot. And, you know, that is there's a lot of people out there doing great things and coming from the media for over 20 years. I think there's a great opportunity, especially now with technology, to get more voices out there. Yeah. yeah bro. So, look, again, I'm, I'm just honored. I, I can't thank you enough for, for reaching out and, and, you know, asking me to do this. Uh, it just it's it's value driven for me. So, what advice would you give fellow change makers? Man, brother, look just the just the title of change maker, right? I love that term. Uh, you know, I'm I'm just I'm humbled to be even considered in that company. Uh, it, it's a powerful word, and I think a lot of folks probably underutilize what what it means to actually be a change maker. Um, I would say. Just be authentic, you know? Uh, we have a population that is screened by social media, uh, but, you know, sometimes it's like, it's like the Batmobile going into the Batcave. Um, you don't know what you don't know, uh, and you don't really have an essay on who's behind the mask. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I always try to say, stay true to yourself, uh, and then find ways to create, you know, uh, action. Uh, there's no sense in talking about the things that you're passionate about doing if you're not doing anything about it, right? Um, you know, be intentional about your investment. If you if you found that there's something that you want to do and you know probably the steps to getting it done, then go after it. Uh, and even, again, if it doesn't work out, just find another way. You know, the, the best part about back doors is that they're consistent, right? There's always opportunity to just find a way to, to fulfill your passion. But but I, those are probably the two things that I would have anyone concentrate, um, especially someone who's who's dealing with life-changing moments, right? Um, be authentic and, and just, you know, follow through on your investments you know, and be intentional about your investments. Those things are, are, and I mean, in all aspects, the people you surround yourself with, you know, if they're not feeding you. Uh, you know, there's this old, uh, old saying about, you know, if you're the smartest person in your in your circle, then you need new friends. <laughs> uh, I, I believe in that, you know, I, so I thrive on new ideas and innovation and, and ingenuity, people who are bringing something else to the table. I always compare it to like a pizza shop, right? You, you, my metaphors are all over the place, but growing up in New York, there's a lot of pizza shops. If I own the pizza shop and you needed something from me, the last thing I'm going to give you is cheese because everyone has cheese, right? Yeah. I'd rather get some pepperoni. I'd rather give away some sausages. I'd rather give you something that with substance. So I look at life as fill my fill my cup with as much as possible that's positive. Uh, there's just too much negative in the world. And and I, I don't have room for that in my life anymore. Yeah, that doesn't help anything. <laughs> <laughs> so how can people reach out to you and Making Time Count? 
Well, I'll tell you. Uh, my, so my current address, hopefully my current website um, could be shared in your comments and such yep. uh, or on the screen. Um, but viewers can actually search, go through the search engine for Making Time Count uh, and they'll find me. Uh, I'm fortunate that that's one of the one of the top leads on a hit. Uh, I'm actually I actually have some new content um, coming out soon uh, on a primary MTC uh, domain. So that's something that, you know, people can look forward to. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, I look forward to anyone connecting. This is really about networking right? and, and, and opening the doors for opportunities to learn and grow and hopefully add some value. Uh, and that's anyone. Uh, I'm the, the, I think I, I, the social media for LinkedIn is probably a platform that I use a lot yeah. uh, when I share my messages out there. But I also have an opportunity to, to connect. So, you know, if there's anything that um, I can do personally, uh, just connect to me. You know, I, I, I'm a fan of, uh, you know, trying to expand this uh, franchise of pizza shops. <laughs> <laughs> and if not, then I, I'll welcome you into the lab and try to create a new monster. <laughs>